Welcome to the Brand Your Practice podcast, where you get to learn about marketing, growing, and managing your private practice. I'm Brent Stutzman, and today we're going to be talking about how to book new clients quickly. So basically, we're going to be giving you a step-by-step sales and intake guide for when the potential client fills out the form on your website or gives you a call and they want to schedule an appointment. And to help me do that is Carrie Sawyer, the founder of Bloom Child Therapist out in Parker, Colorado. Welcome to the show, Carrie. Hi, thank you. So excited to be here. Well, we're going to be talking about booking new clients quickly so they can grow your practice and get revenue coming into your practice. Uh, but first, share with the audience a little bit about you know who you are and how you got so good at doing intakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I am, like Brent said, Carrie Sawyer, and I started a practice in Colorado called Bloom Child Therapists. But before that, I had the privilege of working with a great private practice in Illinois called Kid Matters Counseling. And while I was there, I was lucky enough to be there, you know, one year into the practice starting. And so I got to watch the growth and tweaking of systems to get this process really awesome. And I also got to be an intake coordinator while I was building up my caseload. So what that really did for me was just gave me a huge kind of step ahead of a lot of practice owners who don't really get to have the opportunity to watch other practice owners start their practice and do a really good job tweaking everything. So um, I was, it was basically like, a, you know, there was no pressure on me, but I really wanted to make this a good system as well, along with those practice owners. So as I was doing that, I figured out, okay, this is a really cool way to say this to a client. And, oh, that didn't work. That client doesn't like me, (laughs) those kinds of things. Um, And be like, oh, okay, so here's how we can talk about these things. And then when I opened my own practice, obviously now I have stake in the game and I'm in a place where I've decided for the first couple months, I'm going to do the whole intake coordinating thing and set up my own system with how I want mine to go, but with a lot of that background knowledge that I learned from my time at Kid Matters, actually. So that's kind of how I got to where I am. Yeah. Well, so many listeners probably know that Kid Matters is my wife's, Susan's practice. And she's like an operations person. Like she thinks in that and checklists and operations, Mm -hmm. but you also are very competitive and also think in that way. So that was a tremendous blessing to have two people thinking through the intakes because at that very beginning stages of starting your practice, you really need to get this down so that people feel like they can trust you. They like you all within kind of that first interaction. So you can to the point where they're like, I'm ready to schedule. And it's even more important if you're private pay. Um, mm. It's going to be really important. So, all right. So let's go ahead and jump in. So Carrie, you put together kind of a, uh, kind of a, you're walking us through a bit of a checklist and how to book new clients quickly. Um, so yeah. let's go ahead. Why don't you jump yeah. in? Yeah. So for me, I think of it as there's three main po- points to all of this. And that's the very first one is good branding. The second one is efficient processes. And the third is hiring the right person as an intake coordinator. And I do challenge a lot of those people out there who are owners to know how to do this yourself if you don't, because then you won't know exactly how to hire that exact person. So I'll get to that though third. Um, But the very first one, that good branding. And 
once again, I've had the privilege to work with really great people like Brent, um, who has branded my practice along with me. Um, and one of the best things that I feel like has really become a huge part of my practice is knowing what we do at Bloom Child Therapists and just as equally knowing what we do not do. And that has helped me feel so confident when I answer phone calls or in our, the way we do things sometimes is text or email. And I'm able to be so clear about, you know, we do not take insurance. We cannot take Medicaid specifically, even if you wanted to pay out of pocket, but then all of these things of this is what we do. And here's who we work with. We've niched down a lot. So for me, it's two to 18 year olds. That's who we work with. And when I'm able to say that, to people on the phone, they know exactly what I believe in. They know exactly where we're going. Um, and one of the things that I think is really helpful and Brent has, you've done an amazing job with my website. So that has been so clear for so many people. And Brent, you can maybe talk about how you come up with the brilliance of that, because I don't know exactly where that came from, but it has helped streamline so many intakes for me to have a website that is so clear and forthcoming and has pages on pricing. Like I definitely love not having to answer that question and hear that surprise of, oh, you're not, you don't take insurance or, oh, you cost this much. It's on the website. It just says it right there. Yeah. And that's so helpful. Yeah. And a lot of that comes through, well, through the story brand. So I'm a story brand guide and I, you know, I just been building websites for therapists for a while. And if you look at the Google analytics, you're going to see people, the most visited pages are your homepage, your uh, about page, and then like the clinician individual pages, and then also the pricing page, if you have one on insurance. So what we do is we just make that right at the very top, like easy in the navigation. So I've now put the pricing uh, information right there on the top because that's what they need to know so that the website does like your website should be a 24 seven selling machine. Like it should mm-hmm. be able to sell your brand, you know, talk about your brand, present your brand uh, in a way that's very clear and get mm-hmm. the information that people need right away so they can make that decision. So um, that's oh, a yeah. design thing that we've been changing in this last year. We've been just putting pricing right at the very top. And even at the bottom mm-hmm. page, but just making it really clear. So design and your branding is important, but there's also it's the words on your page that are going to be the most critical because it's the words that are going to compel people to schedule an appointment with you. It builds it builds trust with that mm-hmm. potential client and getting that information. The, like number one frustration, I think, with website design, there's some research on this, is not being able to find the information that they want quickly. If they can't mm-hmm. do that, they leave your website and then you lost them. So mm-hmm. designing your website so it answers those questions quickly is, is a huge, it's a, it's a huge part of it. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to have, our, if you look at a lot of the websites that Brent does and the way you've done my website too, Brent, is there's just really not a lot of clutter. People know exactly what they're getting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that just helps. It's, you know, like the whole, you go to a grocery store and there's 20 options. You're like, I don't know what to get. Which mustard? Right. You're, you're like, That's no, why I love Aldi. This is what you get. Exactly. That's me too. And Trader Joe's. I go to those. There's only a couple aisles. Stores, I know exactly what I'm getting. Yeah. So I'm like, that's my only option. But no, it's great. It really helps because then it just helps streamline it for people. And so I what I really like having as well for my intake coordinator, as well as myself, is with each employee that comes on, I like to know what their specific niche within our niche is. So if they're really good at working with kids that have anxiety or they're really good at working with kids 
whose parents are going through a divorce. I mean, knowing that and being able to confidently uh, say that to the person calling is so helpful. And then as I said in the beginning, knowing what we don't do, I have them write down for me so that I have it um, in, you know, a very well organized uh, part of my computer that says, here's what this therapist does not do. They don't have training. They don't feel competent in these areas, you know, this specific age, right? It do- it takes a certain person to work with a two-year-old, right? <laughs> so, Or like parent-child work. This therapist doesn't do that specifically. They work only with the kiddo alone. Yeah. So that is something that is really helpful as well. And having that for an intake coordinator, you know, as a, as the owner, I know mostly what my employees and I do, but the intake coordinator might not. So that might take training of what these things are, um, as well as the specific services that you provide with explanations of those, you know, even if we don't, even if we've explained it in words to our intake coordinator, like, oh, here's what this CPT code means. And they might need to know that for insurance purposes. And it's a 60 minute session versus a 45 minute session, right? Having that written out so that they can explain, you know, yeah, all of our sessions are this reason. If you were to try to get reimbursement, it's for this, right? So all of that is something that I think needs to be written down as well. And if I can say, if you're a solo practitioner and you're doing this yourself, a little bit of what Carrie's doing is that you, you start writing all this down in a book somewhere, because eventually that's going to be your handbook that you're going to, your manual that you're going to give to your intake coordinator with the scripts and people's information. And and as you grow, let's say you have a bigger group practice, there's varying degrees which you do that. There's a Google doc where you can put in that information. They can quickly search it. I've actually created, um, because one of the, some of the practice, I have multiple, multiple clinicians. I actually created a notion database uh, where it's all searchable and by location and all that stuff where you have more data inputs, you might have to start thinking about like a, a, like a database. So that your intake coordinator who may not know everybody personally, they mm-hmm. can get that information and, and schedule the right clinician with that potential client and fit them up real good. So there's varying degrees, but if you're starting out, write everything down that way you can create a system that you can hand off to someone. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to not be your own intake coordinator. I now realize that as I'm multiple months in doing it, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to pass this along. It's usually the first non-clinical hire that you have for your practice. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a sales position. So you're going to need to teach them how to sell if they haven't haven't done Mm -hmm. it anymore. Yeah, yeah. And that, so that's where I'll just, I'll end that first one with that as I think that's really helpful to know, just good branding. So know what you do, know what you don't do, have it be clear on your website. Um, The second one that I think, and this is, again, kind of talking into what we've said a little bit about, but having efficient processes. So specifically, and Brent, I'd love for you to explain this because this is kind of like your baby a little bit, is your intake platform, the Brand Your Practice app. That has revolutionize the way that I do intakes, me not having to type things out as I'm going on the phone with somebody, because for those who don't know, we have on our website, a form that is a new client form. And everybody that comes to the website, if they want to start the process of getting scheduled, they fill that out first. And what's amazing is I have the parent's name, the parent's contact information, the child's name, their age, what they're looking for specifically, and then some other really key information that usually I have to ask that on the phone. And it's just like slow, arduous, takes 15 minutes to get us into the conversation. Mm -hmm. It's all right there. 
And then it goes into this beautiful app that Brent, I would love to hear you talk about it because I only know it as the user side, but you know it so deeply, but that has been huge for us as a process that is efficient. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm all about building systems and efficiency and the intake is really important. So a lot of therapists will just use a piece of paper and write down information Mm -hmm. or post-it notes, which in some ways is, could be HIPAA violations. If your office is open, you have this, you know what I mean? Like who has access to that? But I've seen Mm -hmm. desks where it's just like post-it note information. And what happens those people, that information gets lost or it's incomplete and Mm -hmm. people may not even hear back uh, from the Mm -hmm. clinician itself. So we move from that process to then eventually how do we get something in a Google doc or somebody fills out a formal line and it goes into Google sheet. Cause we have the HIPAA compliant version of the Google workplace. And mm-hmm. so we did that. But what happens is if you get more than like 15 or 20 intakes a month, or, you know, what some practices were doing 80, 100, 120 intakes a month, a Google sheet gets so confusing and you just lose yeah. track of everybody. So I was like, all right, I got to figure this thing out. So I scoured the internet. I found some software that I was able to kind of tweak and make it just for therapists. Um, And, and also it'd be HIPAA compliant with all the different levels of technology. So uh, Mm -hmm. that is now what I use for a lot of my, um, for all my clients. And I've been testing out in this last year and I'm really excited because in 2023, we're going to release it to the public. But part of it is just organizing the intakes and not just that you can have text messaging conversations, which are HIPAA compliant email conversations with them. I remember Mm -hmm. uh, Susan, the intake coordinator on a vacation and she had to take over. And the thing is, is all that information is in one unified inbox. You can see the text message and thread. Mm-hmm. Another thing about intakes is you don't always have transparency into who's like the conversations people are having. So it's mm-hmm. all right there. She, intake coordinator on a vacation. Susan booked like five clients just through text messaging. Boom, 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 boom. And you're done. And she yeah. put it, then she put everything in the EHR and it was, so that was mm-hmm. just, that was, that's been huge and a huge time saver. Uh, and people like, Clients, potential clients, they're not falling through the cracks because you can mm-hmm. see them all right there and move them along different pathways in your what they could, the CRM, a client relationship management system. So I'll stop talking about then, but it's it's been massive. And there's even a mobile yeah. app, which I'm sure you've used to call oh, and text always. people. Yeah. yeah, always. Which, yeah, that that's definitely something that makes this, you know, something people like too, because even in our part of that, uh, intake form. It says, what's your preferred method of communication? I think people having me respond with that in mind. So if somebody says text message, I have plenty of people who are you know so busy during the day that if I actually respond with text message, they're already kind of feeling that like, oh, this person hears me and my thing matters or, you know, but if Can they I- say like only phone call, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say one more thing. A lot of times people call or they fill out a form and mm-hmm. therapists don't even respond. And so we set oh, up yeah. some automations in that. So as soon as somebody sends mm-hmm. a new client appointment request, they mm-hmm. get an email and a text message within seconds that says, hey, thank you so much. We got it. Like just letting them know we got the email mm-hmm. or, or we got the intake. We're going to be connecting with you shortly. Mm-hmm. And so to to people who are in crisis and to, like in distress, like to them, just like, oh, okay, I got through, I got heard. Mm-hmm. So now I'm looking forward to that. And that way they don't go looking at your competitors either. Right. <laughs> they start looking yeah. for them else because you connected with them and it's just all automated right there. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. 
No, totally. I mean, there's so many things about the app that yeah. make this process. Like you could just do a whole thing on just the app being this, <laughs> the answer to this <laughs> whole podcast. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, it's definitely what I love too, is that so often I can start with a text. And if I feel like, you know, this is probably something that needs to be discussed over the phone. It's a quick way to get us to let's talk to this. On, let's talk about this on the phone. Let's schedule something out. Whereas so often I'll try to call in the past or, you know, set something up via email. And it's just, and again, this efficiency is not there sometimes when you have to constantly be trying to figure out ways just to touch base, to then find a time to touch base about whether you're a good fit. So for me, it's finding that good fit immediately just helps us as in, intake coordinators and people who work in private practices. We just sometimes don't have the time to just go through the whole process of the intake and get to the end and realize, oh, this person is like, we're not a good fit for them. We don't do what they're asking for. And so what I've found that is really helpful is starting out with some of those bigger questions, but sometimes that intake form answers them for me. So like in the state of Colorado, if somebody take, if somebody's on Medicaid, and uh, even if they wanted to pay out of pocket, they could not do it. So legally, I cannot see anybody who has their child on Medicaid. And so having a little button on there that says they're Medicaid, I have, and I'll get to this as the efficient, most efficient thing I feel like I love is templates. I have a template that if I see somebody has checked that box, I'll send it back with really nice, like I appreciate, and it'll be within like 10 minutes of them sending it because I know immediately. And I'll say, I really appreciate you filling out this form. Um, I would love to send you some referrals because uh, we can't work with Medicaid. And honestly, we would love for you to find the help you need. And I've had people who have, I've found out afterwards, send people that they know to us because they just appreciate getting, you know, uh, some message back. You know, we're not even, and it's nothing that I did that was the longest time. It's a template. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Medicaid. Here you go. Hey, Carrie, can I share this little insider talk that listeners can can listen in on? Mm-hmm. Is I can set up an automation that if they check that box, they automatically get an email yes. with that information. And we can set it like, you know, 10 minutes from now, they check that box, they get that email with a t- like with a PDF or whatever with other resources they can get. It's just automated mm-hmm. like that. So you don't even have to respond. Yeah. See, these things are so fun. <laughs> it's so exciting. Anytime I can make things good, but it's, and I love that we can answer these things. Mm-hmm. You know, I can take the time to write out the most beautiful template that is going to be so empathetic so that it's not just this quick, like, I'm so tired of answering these. Like we don't do that by, right? right. It's very much like, I want you to find help. Here's people that do this. Mm-hmm. Um, feel free to waste yeah. your time, right? Yeah. It feels really good to be able to provide something when you can't provide anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, but yes, yeah, so that's templates. And then what I love to do from an efficient process is I am still in the process of doing this. My practice, the physical location opened in October. Um, so I have a lot of things that I've done in the past, but I'm really trying to streamline what I want to do now as almost a flow chart for my intake coordinator that I'll be hiring in the spring. And that's going to be so like, this is what you do, right? So this comes in. First thing I want you to do, read the new client appointment form. If we're a good fit for them, right? So the whole thing's Medicaid, all of these things, there's certain things we don't do. They'll have a whole sheet on the side. Here's what we do. Here's what we don't do, right? So they just keep going back and forth as they're going through checking themselves. And then if they're a good fit, 
start with their preferred method of communication, which is call, text, email. Um, if they respond, Asmith now is on um, like a phone call, is now an okay time to talk and start with, and I, this is where you're going to, I'm starting to kind of bleed into the next one, the right That's hire yeah. is where I really like when our intake coordinators and when I am able to say, Hey, I read through what you wrote and either I think we're a good fit. I'll say that right away if I can, because that's, you know, the salesperson to me and like this, I think this would be a really good fit. Um, or I would say, I just need to find out like a few pieces of information to make sure I match you with the right therapist is usually how I phrase it. Um, that way I can, you know, they feel like, okay, this is going to work out. Um, and then, and so I have these things written out like verbatim for my intake yeah. coordinator so that they are doing these things. And this is just the way I like to do it. Everybody can do it differently. Um, and then I always want to ask, is there anything else you'd like to share while I'm considering who might be the best fit? Even if I only have one therapist who has availability, mm-hmm. I just, that's a way of getting them to feel like, okay, they're really taking the time. Um, and they might not be a good fit. So that makes a good moment for them too. So, Mm -hmm. and then after they share, whether it's through text, email, or on the phone, I always want to make sure that we genuinely empathize. It does not have to be a therapy session, but you just genuinely say like, wow, that sounds like it might be pretty hard. I could see why you called us something as simple as that. Um, And reassure them that we're the right fit. If again, if we are, and then tell them a little bit about the therapist that I think would be a good fit as well as maybe a little bit into the insight of what this therapist might do to help. And so this is where I feel like training this intake coordinator into some of this language that we will use as therapists. So if, you know, you're totally CBT, make sure your ther- your intake coordinator knows a little bit about the process of CBT. For us as play therapists, I have a script that has to do with play therapy um, and specifically how it helps with um, emotional regulation usually is kind of what people want to hear anyway. Um, and describing what that looks like. So a little snippet that intake coordinators will, you know, get a little bit more their own as time goes. And that's fine with me. I want them to feel comfortable saying it and not just a script, Mm -hmm. but having them say, this is how I think we can help you. Does this feel like this is something you want to now move forward and schedule with? Um, and there's obviously little pieces in there, but the whole, I want to make sure that I have this in, you know, the classic, like, did they say yes? Go here. Yeah. <laughs> Is this here? Go here. And I I remember doing this actually with Kid Matters for myself. And it worked so well because then I would have those days where I'd be like, I'm so tired, but I know I got to call this person back. And I would call them and I would just follow the system and be like, oh my gosh, that worked. This yeah. is great. Um, yeah. And that way you don't have to think as much and you don't have to spend all this time as an intake coordinator. And that's great for practice owners because then if you're paying hourly, I don't know if you're paying salary, you're just getting the most out of your time yeah. for this intake coordinator. Now, do you go out in, this, in the beginning? Cause I remember like some, t- sometimes people, if you ask, well, tell me a little bit about what's going on. Like they will just dump. Mm-hmm. So do you set the expectation at the beginning? Cause I know, I, I yeah. think it's something like, you know, I have like 10 minutes or even mm-hmm. do you say like, I got five minutes. I've read through mm-hmm. your thing. So you're saying like, mm-hmm. I have a time limit. I read through your thing and I just want to ask a couple questions, see if we're good fit. Or something yeah. like that. Is that do you do anything totally. like that? You know what, Brent? I do. And you just reminded me to make sure I write that in there. Um, <laughs> I absolutely do. I always give them the expectation because it helps set it. There's a boundary there. Um, you know, not everybody is capable of 
concisely talking about the thing that's distressing them and that's fine. (laughs) So I definitely say, Hey, I have about five minutes here. Um, even if I don't, um, but I, for me, I do, I do. I'm like, I only want to spend five minutes on an intake call if I can, Mm -hmm. um, five minutes. Here's what I, here's what I think we could do. Can you tell me a little bit about what's going on? And then I'll tell you, sometimes I'll even say that. And I'll tell you if I think we're a good fit and who specifically and what we would do. And then we'll schedule. Sometimes I just right through it. Yeah. I know another thing you could do with the intakes is like, okay, so you, you set the expectation and you empathize a little bit, but you Mm -hmm. also affirm their decision. So it's sort of like, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you could say it took a lot. I know it takes a lot of courage to reach out and I think we're a good fit for you to do this. And I have somebody in mind who I think could be really great to work with your child, but I just need to ask a couple of these things just to make sure it's a good fit that we moving forward. And then you get the buy. And I love that you're like, after everything you heard, do you feel like this is still a good fit for you? And you'd like to move forward and get something on the calendar. Yeah. Cause you're just walking them through a little step-by-step because step mm-hmm. they're in distress. Right. So just, you're kind of holding their hand, but I love that. And get buy in. Okay. Great. Let's yeah. get something on the calendar and then boom. Yeah, for sure. They feel like they landed. Totally. They land. And I, for me, I would say my preference is a phone call, but that doesn't mean that, you know, with text message and email, it has happened just as easy. It's just more, sometimes it takes a little bit because you're waiting for them to answer back. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, what I love to do with that one is similar. I'll set it up in a text message. And again, this is like right out of Carrie and Susan Stutzman. Like, this is why we bond so hard over these things is the templates, right? So the, I have in there written out first, first text or first email, and that's in the template in the brain, your practice app. And the very first text is something along the lines of like, hi, this is Carrie uh, from Bloom Child Therapist. Um, I read through your new client appointment and I believe we would be a good fit for providing the services for what you're looking for. Uh, Do you have any questions for me before we schedule an appointment? And then I usually do here's some frequently asked questions. And it's always, you know, there's like three or four that everybody asks and it's how does payment work? What should I expect from how you do sessions? Um, and how does play therapy work? And then I always throw the last one in there of, uh, can I schedule a free 10 minute phone consultation with, uh, my potential therapist before committing? And I have like a little arrow that says the answer is yes. (laughs) So that way, if they so often I send that first one and then they just say, yeah, I would love to, talk to your therapist, that would be a good fit. And that way I can, you know, just set up a quick phone consultation with myself or um, one of my other therapists. And it's a little bit faster that way to just be like, Hey, I'm just going to move you along the process. They're bought in a little bit. And I've trained each of my therapists that I, uh, one that I have already, and then one that I'm bringing in to know exactly how to do this as well so that they can make it efficient for them. But I have found that once they do that phone consultation, they're pretty close to just being in and Kelsey or that's one of my therapists um, or one of our other therapists. It's pretty simple. She's told me it's not like she's doing it from scratch. They're already in because they see everything on the website and they're like the easiest client to just book at that point. Just book it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I have nothing else to add to that. So we can move on or you can add anything else you want to add to the idea of templates. Yeah, no templates just to make them, make them as the business owner, just make them all bunch of them and tweak them as you go. Um, But then the last thing that I would say is what I feel like makes a really successful, quick, 
hiring, uh, booking clients quickly is finding the right hire. Um, I know this can be really hard. Um, I'm as I've been doing it, I've been writing down traits that, you know, I don't have all the perfect traits to do this, but I write down the ones that I do find work when I use them and ones that I don't think work when I use them. So, um, but what I found that for me, the biggest things I look for in an intake coordinator is somebody who just kind of exudes trustworthiness. I mean, if you're calling somebody to talk to them about some really sensitive information um, to get this process started of therapy, it's it's a really loaded process for a lot of people. And to have the first person you talk to in this process be trustworthy, um, you know, not trying to just sell anything, but really, you know, find that we're a good fit. And that's why I emphasize that a lot is make sure we're a good fit so that we don't have this kind of feeling of, oh, they tricked me a little bit, you know, that I don't want that ever. And so having it be quality care from the start is huge for me. And I really want this person to be an extension of what the client can then expect for the quality of care that they'll receive from start to finish at our practice, right? They could be with us for six months. I want them to feel like from start to finish, they are cared for in a way that is empathetic, trustworthy, has integrity, and just somebody that's a people person. So trustworthy is the biggest one for me. Organized and (laughs) able to actually follow a system, but then also tweak systems to make them better. You know, you want someone, you're paying this person. You want them to make this as efficient as it can possibly be. So I would love for the person I hire to be thinking that way. How can we make this better? How can this be a process that is best for us and the client? And then... I really like people, persons, <laughs> however you describe that people, people, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but having a, somebody who is not, you know, like uncomfortable when they answer the phone, there are wonderful jobs for people who feel uncomfortable talking to people, but I just feel like this is probably not one of those. So finding somebody who is able to connect with individuals, um, pretty quickly can do small talk, can kind of dabble in the deep talk, but really keep it also organized um and not phased by like because people are going to dump on them right like people are going to share some really personal stuff on Mm -hmm. like not even solicited like they're just going to open up and um they're going to have to be able to hold that a little bit and not be completely phased (laughs) oh for sure yeah having somebody who is aware of what they're getting into and definitely as a you know a therapist and practice owner in the beginning checking in with them Frequently, That's you don't right. want these person to just have nowhere to go with this. As therapists, we're trained of what to do with these things. But um, this person, you have to train them to know what to do when they hear these things. Um, and also how to keep it. I like to actually keep it. This is something for me. I don't know if I realize this, but I do like to try to keep our intakes lighthearted. As much as this is a serious process, um, I like having this be something that is serious and a this is going to be a pleasant experience. We're not just going to like scratch at all of the terrible things in life to get to the bottom of the worst thing you've ever experienced. Right. As a practice, we are very, you know, strengths oriented. So I would love for my intake coordinator to also have that certain sense of, you know, can make a joke. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Talk them really lightly as well. So that there's a balance there. That's right. Um, again, most, anything yeah. that's, an extension of what they'll expect out of me and my other therapists. We tend to be pretty lighthearted. So I like that. 
Yeah, because either you're doing the intakes or an intake coordinator is doing it. They're typically the first interaction with that, mm-hmm. that, that, that like that potential client. That's the first interaction with their brand apart from your website. Mm-hmm. So that so there are no surprises. That intake coordinator, whoever you are, is really an mm-hmm. extension of your website and your branding, what people right. are perceiving and feeling about that. Um, right. Okay, so I'm going to have a, a quick announcement uh, for the listeners, and then we'll uh, we can wrap it all up. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, before we go on, I want to remind the listener about a free resource you can take advantage of today. If you are a mental health professional and you want to start your own practice, but you don't know where to begin, I've put together a free step-by-step launch checklist. It's a checklist I used to launch and grow over 10 brand new private practices, including Carrie's Bloom Child Therapist, uh, something I've done over the past five years. So it's a highly detailed launch checklist that's easy to follow. And there are links to dozens of how-to videos. Once you download that, you'll get emails on how to successfully uh, follow each step. So just go to brandyourpractice.com slash checklist. Now look, every airline pilot follows a pre-flight checklist and every astronaut follows a launch checklist. If you're going to launch your website, download my free launch checklist at brandyourpractice.com slash checklist. Also be on the look for a new product offering. We're getting ready to launch in 2023 called the Practice Launch Accelerator, where we're looking to take just a few therapists through launching their brand and their website within one month. So if you're looking to start your own practice in the next three to 12 months, this is something you want to keep uh, a lookout for. And the best way to get on that list, uh, that invite list is to uh, download the checklist at brandyourpractice.com slash checklist. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add, Carrie, to their conversation? I mean, I think this is pretty much it. Good branding, efficient processes, and hiring the right person. Yep. That's great. Well, where can uh, people find out more about you and Bloom Child Therapists? Yeah. So the best way and the most efficient way to see about us is through our website, which is bloomchildtherapists.com. You can see all of Brent's beautiful work. (laughs) That's very kind. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining me on the podcast today, Carrie. Now, just a reminder, all content on the Branger Practice website, podcast, and other media reflects my own opinions and should not be taken as legal advice financial advice, or investment advice. Please seek out the guidance of a professionally trained and licensed individuals before making any decisions. Some links in the descriptions may be affiliate links. All right, folks, that's it. Thanks for listening. If you found the conversation useful, subscribe to the podcast, and please join me again on the next time for the Brand Your Practice podcast.